Okay, so we're back. We uh, had to stop recording for a little while, but we're back. And I want um, Stacey, pick up what um, what you were saying. Um, give me a refresher because I started a whole other conversation with <laughs> Angela while we were trying to get. <laughs> I'm not at that age where I can even remember. <laughs> Isn't that something? I'm not at that age anymore. I cannot. And she see. used to be the person I would rely on to help bring me back because I would get caught up in my in my thoughts. <laughs> I I think that we were where were we? We were talking. Angela, do you remember? Look, we're gonna go to the third person. Let me tell you what's hilarious. I'm looking at my notes, and the last thing we were talking about, according to my notes. <laughs> um, I actually had written down based on something Stacy was saying that I have a tendency, one of my issues is I have a tendency of not wanting to tell people how to treat me. Mm. And when you talk about being comfortable with strangers, and I'm, I'm even in this podcast coming into the realization that everyone is, is, is a stranger, um, you have to tell people how to treat you. You have to tell them your dislikes. You have to tell them your likes. And I think because I come from a place of sincerity with everything and just being intentional about not being offensive, uh, being intentional about nurturing friendships and relationships and and loyal to a fault. Uh, mm -hmm. When I was young, when I was in like the sixth grade, I recall um, I had a very, very close friend, best friend, and then I had a friend mm -hmm. and we all would do things together, but you know, it's always two in the group that are closer. And so the friend was starting to say something negative about the best friend. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, 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 no. Don't say it to me. Because if you say it to me, I'm going to tell her. <laughs> so my loyalty even then was if I'm loyal to you and you are, you know, one of my top tier friends, mm -hmm. um, not an associate, but for real, for real, mm -hmm. then, you know, I'm not going to be able to sit in the presence of someone talking about you. I'm right. not going to be able to even be friends with people that are your enemy mm -hmm. because that's not going to work mm -hmm. because they're going to come as Stacy was saying earlier, what she was really saying and she sometimes can get a little slick, but she didn't use that word. <laughs> but when people get slick with me about my friends, that's a no, no. And so my loyalty in that is if I see you with someone that I don't call a friend and you know they don't call me a friend, I'm already kind of discombobulated because I'm not understanding how that works. And I see people say a lot of times, you know, well, it's childish for you to, you know, not want your friends to be friends with your enemies. But I, I as a real friend to people who I'm friends with, mm -hmm. can't be a friend of an enemy. I can't mm -hmm. be friends with your enemy. Because that's a person that wants to wants bad for you and does not want good things for you. So how can I nurture that relationship and then also nurture a relationship where I am caring for you the way I should? Right. So in that loyalty and commitment and dedication and and knowing that um, even early on, I valued friendship so much. I think I came to a point of disillusionment where I said, mm -hmm. you know what? Nobody cherishes it like this anymore. So yeah. I need to stop this. <clears throat> I need to make myself not value relationships like this because it hurts mm -hmm. when you are um, 
when you when your friendship is violated, when your trust is violated, when your expectations are, you know, not met, it is very, very disheartening, especially when you've done that in the relationship. If you've always been on point and always been loyal and always been there and, you know, anytime you went through anything, I was there. But every time I go through mm -hmm. something, you're not right. Those things start to eat at me. So I guess it comes. And what I'll do is I'll just back up and realize that you're not a friend. Um, which is where I need to maybe sometimes, because you are really good in some areas, mm -hmm. um, I probably need to come back and say, hey, you're a stranger to me. At the bottom, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. you're a stranger to me. We're friends as far as trying to build something, but mm -hmm. you're a stranger to me. So let me tell you what I don't want. Let me tell you what you can't do. Let me tell you what I won't do. And what I want, I will expect you not to do. And we don't want to sit down and give all of that because we expect people, strangers, to know how to be a friend. But they don't know how to be your friend mm -hmm. because some people might not require all of that. Where I'm requiring me, we have to come into these relationships, I guess, knowing that, you know, you have your way of doing things. You were brought right. up in a different home. You were brought up with different ways. And then, you know, however you you feel, however you place importance may not be how I place importance on things. So let me tell you what I need. Mm -hmm. Let me, and even in marriages, like you were saying with marriages, this is a man that was brought up in a totally different household. So sometimes you got to just sit down and just, you know, you may be bothered because he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that. And he expects this. and he, But you have to open your mouth and say, I hate it when you do this. I actually had to tell my husband and this sounds crazy, but I had to tell him um, he because I am a was a stranger to him. He thought everything that he did for me had to be high end. He and that was a compliment, but he thought everything had to be over the top. This, you know, just just beyond expectation. So when I would my my analogy I gave him all of the time was, I will ask you for a McDonald's pie, apple pie, and you will go get me a maxi BK. <laughs> That's a beautiful gesture. But when I'm sitting here waiting on that hot apple pie to come in the door in that little cardboard box, and you come in with a, a beautiful, very expensive, top-of-the-line cake from Maxi B's, that's not what I want. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I need you to just give me what I want. Mm -hmm. I love going to fancy restaurants. But, you know, before pandemic, I love going to Corral. But in his mind, I was too good for Golden Corral. And I'm like, bro, no, I'm not. Really, I love Golden Corral. I like the variety. I like the choices. I like the abundance. I like, you know. So we really have to learn how to tell people what we want. Because I had to, for a long time, I wouldn't say anything. He'd bring the Maxi B cake. And in my mind, I would say, I cannot complain about a Maxi B cake. This isn't what I wanted, but I can't complain. It wouldn't even be right to complain about a Maxi B cake. Mm -hmm. But 10 years into the relationship, I got tired of eating Maxi B cakes when I didn't want one. Mm -hmm. I can't hear them. Can you hear us now? I think something's going on with your internet. Mm -hmm. Can you hear us, Stacey? 
Yeah, something going on with your internet. Yep. You may have to come. Oh, I'm sorry. It's because you um are muted. You you are muted. You muted your mic. Unmute yourself. Oh, she'll come back on. Yeah. But what I wanted to say, you had said something. Uh, I listened to what you said, and what I heard, what I heard, and what you were saying. Um, do you think that sometimes? Do you guys think that sometimes we are expecting? Um, how can I put this? I don't want to say that our expectations, our expectations of people are too high. And I say, and this is why I'm saying this because sometimes our expectations from of people are coming from a a a not so healthy place. Mm. I'd be expecting you to be this to me because. I have a void on the inside. So do we enter relationships expecting people to fulfill us when in reality, a healthy whole person in a relationships, knowing that we are coming beside each other to walk along this journey together. We're not completing, but we are, we are mates. We are, we are companions on this journey. So how, if we're companions, then, you know, you may have something that is going to enhance my life, but you don't have anything that's going to complete my life. Mm, I think yes and no. Yes. And yes, we do come in with preset expectations. And sometimes they are extreme for some. But what I'm finding in today's generation of people is that no. I tell women all of the time, if your basic expectations are, I want a man that has a job, mm -hmm. that's not too much. Mm -mm. And there are some women really who say, you know, well, he has so much potential. Potential doesn't pay bills. Potential is awesome, but there's a lot of potential that is never realized. Mm -hmm. So, um, when you're looking at expectations, you have to decide, are my expectations above and beyond what you can give me? If you're with a man who, it, I have friends who make six-figure incomes. If you date a man that makes $20,000 a year, your expectations have to be $20,000 on that level. Mm -hmm. What he can do with $20,000. You can't come in and expect him to buy you a yacht if you make a hundred grand and he makes 20 grand. Mm -hmm. But if you come into a relationship where you're expecting um, him to ask your opinion before he makes big decisions, you're expecting him to love you the way you need to be loved and it's not extreme, then no. And, and I say that because there, there is so much especially as women in this dating world, this new, sometimes corrupt dating pool, um, people constantly question, maybe I'm expecting too much. Maybe the job thing is a little much. Maybe I'm expecting too much for, you know, I have a home. Maybe I should, shouldn't, he doesn't have to have a home. Well, you, and no, you can't expect him to know how to pay bills. Right. If he's over 40, he needs to know he doesn't need to come from mom's house to your house. 
-hmm. He does need to know what it's like to pay bills. He does need to know what it's like to have some type of ownership. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a thin line when you're asking, mm -hmm. you know, I need you to hold me. Mm -hmm. I need you in certain areas of intimacy. Those things are expectations that you cannot allow to be up under the table. You have to say, no, I need this. And if they're not giving you that, you need to tell them because if not, you will be, you will go through, you'll miss it. And it will cause you to not be as committed to the relationship as you need to be. Yeah. And I agree a hundred percent with that because, uh, and, but people don't, don't take the time to get to know in the context of a marriage, they don't take the time to get to know their partner. That's people right. go through, and I hate this as a as a counselor. I hate when people go through premarital counseling just with their pastor. I absolutely despise it because pastors do not have the capacity nor the training. They just don't. They're gonna be honest. They just don't. And so you get people who will go through this you know, the premarital stuff with their camp, with their pastor, but then get in there and realize, Hey, I don't know how you want me to love you. That's right. <laughs> you don't know how I need you to love me. You don't know what my love language is exactly. or you get to know the love language, but then you don't talk about, Hey, I have a house of my own. I brought this house before you. Let's talk about what do you want to do to when we get married? Do you want to yes. keep the home? Do yes. you, do you think that we need to go out and get our own? Are you going to move in here? Yes. How do you want to do the bills? And uh, how is what is how do you discipline the children? Yes. Especially if you're coming into a blended family. Yes. Not just and it, it bothers me because then you now then these couples come to 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 us and say, hey, we're having problems. And oh, yeah. you wouldn't be having these problems if you went to yeah. Uh, someone outside of your pastor. I'm not saying to oh, not yeah. go to your pastor, but I'm saying get the extra. That's because right. sometimes uh, someone that is trained will say to you, baby, hold off because you need individual counseling. That's because right. You're not ready to be married because you're going to bring in all of this, this baggage. That's right. And it's not fair for your partner to have to deal with your baggage exactly. that you should have dealt with before walking down the aisle. You're in love with the thought of being married and saying there I do, but you don't know what it's going to take to hold down this relationship. Oh yeah. Right. You have this some that are just in, in love with the idea of the wedding. They haven't even thought mm -hmm. about the marriage. Mm -mm. This they have their colors picked out. They know who's going to be in the wedding and they haven't mm -hmm. even met him. Mm -mm. But they have it all planned out from day one. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -mm. But you need to put that same energy into thinking about if he has a heart attack, right. if I have to sit in, if I have to, if he loses a leg, mm -hmm. if he loses an arm, if he, you know, goes through something, if he loses his job, yeah. I mean, you need to think about those biggies. And like you said, um, they don't take you, even if you went through extensive therapy before marriage, it can't prepare you for marriage. So you definitely need to do as much as possible. To right. Pray. Right. But it can, it can help you as the individual, because if not, you're going to be, be the victim. Some people play the victim 
in things that you're not the victim. That's right. You're really not the victim. No. You are the, <laughs> you are really the violator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're just throwing off and saying no. And it's like, no, mm -mm, it's not their fault. What That's do you mean right. it's not their fault? Well, they should, no, 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 no. What you shouldn't have done was talk to them like that. Or what yeah, you right. shouldn't have done was accuse them of this. Exactly. You need to go and get some help. There you go. Ladies, I am so excited about this. We have, might have to do a part two because it's yes. so much I wanted to hit on. I mean, everybody's making such good points. Um, Angela was saying something about that. You and and like you, you earlier, you said that you've learned some stuff today because now you got me questioning some things. I'm over here taking notes like I'm in class. I know. But, but you were saying that you have to tell people how you want to be treated. One of my models that I've had for years, and it's been me, I have always said, and I wrote it down, that I teach, yes, I have always told people, you teach people how you want to be treated by what you allow. Yes. It's always been me. So it's like if you allow them to talk to you crazy or disrespectfully, mm -hmm. they, they're going to do it and they will keep pushing and pushing to see how far they can go. Or mm -hmm. if you, a lot of people, you can teach them without words. Mm -hmm. Like you were talking about the standard. Your husband thought you were over the top. And in my head, I'm like, oh, baby, he sees you because you're always on point. He thinks that that's high maintenance. So I've got to do this because he's watching. He's paying attention, which is a great thing for a man. I put them down, but for them to pay that much attention and have the focus, he wants to learn you and know you. So because you you've maintained yourself he felt like he had to go over the top because you're extra or you know you take time mm -hmm. for Angela and so again we teach them by what we allow and sometimes by what they see or how we carry ourselves if they have the right thought patterns like okay well she's doing this this and this she doesn't necessarily need me so if I'm coming in I know that she's used to this mm -hmm. so it's still an indirect indirect way of teaching um, and then you said, girl, you had so much good stuff. And the other thing, because I'm like, now, wait a minute, because I've been friends with people who didn't necessarily get along. But I prided myself in that because it's like, OK, no, no, no. When they start that, no, 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 we're not going to do that. That's don't talk to me about that. And I will put the brakes on it. I'm not going to listen to her. How you feel is how you feel. And but for me, I think it, you have to have a strong level of trust for that person. Um, you people, anybody that knows me knows that I'm not going to tolerate a certain thing. You you know, if you if I feel like you don't know, uh, that's something I've even had people who they weren't even true friends to each other. I knew who they were, but they wanted to have a conversation with me. And so you're not pulling me in. And so what my question was for her is, I said, well, that's unfortunate. You guys have been friends for a very long time. Have you brought this to her attention? Mm -hmm. And I didn't really, to be honest, I didn't think the best of either one because I could see that they were bad about, they were just associates. They were work associates. I'll right. put it that and I could see that they were doing a lot of back and forth. So I never got close, never had a desire mm -hmm. to. And now that you're doing this talking to me, I'm glad that I made the right choice. But I would mm -hmm. always say, hey, take that to her. As you guys have been really close or you seem to. So have you taken out the time to tell her? Because I know you have to vent, but that's not going to help if you don't go to her. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's who I have been. And if it's someone that I do have two friends um, and they don't necessarily not I wouldn't say enemy. They just don't deal with each other. They're cordial. But if you have an issue or Stacy's or Brianna is stuck up, 
And I'm like, Angela, not to me. I don't know that person you're describing, but talk to her. You have that conversation, but I can't listen to that. Right. I mean, that has just been me. I feel like I'm strong enough to be able to love you. And I, and, but you brought up some good points. I'm like, what am I? Did I really love about You know, <laughs> you brought up something, I, you know, I never did the back and forth and I love you and I love you. And it's unfortunate that maybe a first meeting, you didn't get that vibe because you can meet, maybe you met them at a different time in their life. Well, they were different. That's, but you can't, you can't, your opinion doesn't dictate how I'm going to see someone. You knew them at a different time. That mm -hmm. can transition over to relationships. He was a jerk with you, but maybe I met him when he was saved. I don't mm -hmm. know, honey. You, you know, I'm just saying. That's All true. Come into play. And that other thing that, you know, we were saying um, about the marriage. Oh my God, we've covered so much. People, when I, you guys were talking, I was like, but yeah, but people get married for different reasons. They have different motives. For some people, it's because they're lonely. For some people, they need a helpmate. It's for some people, well, he has money. And for some people, it's the physical. I've been, I'm tired of holding myself. You know, it's, it's so, and then, but they, they look at that one thing, but it's so much other stuff that comes with it. And that's where there's a breakdown. But I mean, I'm just trying to rush and get it all in because I know no, you got time. We're going to call this the after show. That's <laughs> right. what we're going to do. <laughs> That's, That's right. Rushing because you said the after show. This is so good. This is. Yeah. Yeah. They and I want, hopefully we can do it again next week. Reasons. Yeah. And so it's like, and my husband and I had this conversation because he, like you guys, he's a counselor. So I tease him about always, I'm not your client, but a lot of the conversations are really good because people do. He says, you know, you get married for different reasons. And I tease him and he knows that I'm, I'm that mouth is so quick. He was like, well, you know, like you may have married me for whatever. I said, you know what it was, the, the, the riches. And he just busts out laughing because we clown each other. Money, honey. And then we just laugh. <laughs> we have a long story. I was goo goo gaga for him back when we met about seven eight years ago he was singing and i at a wedding and we oh, never wow. courted or anything and we but you know the friends i was mutual friends with his um well his sister and i were friends and that's how i was at the wedding and so he knows that it had been i was blinking and carrying on and he never <laughs> noticed me for some years so he i can joke with him safely like that. careful with joking because people are like wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's people marry for different reasons. And like you guys have brought up so much and it's just like, okay, you know, you said something, Angela, about someone. I have some friends and the female for a lot. It takes a strong man. The woman makes more than the man. And I'm like, make sure you're comfortable with that. We've had that conversation before I was married. I, I've told people, no, I'm just getting married. I'm not trying to act like I'm an expert, but I am an expert at being a decent person. That's right. And that's the core of it. Your character, your true character is the core. Treat yes. people how you want to be treated. We can go all the way old school and that's a model that won't fail you. Treat people the way that you want to be treated, which is hopefully good and treated well. But I said, make sure you're comfortable with that, honey. You know, you make six figures, make sure that you're okay because he may not come up. He has the potential, but what if he doesn't? Right. Are you still okay. You know, and you have to pay attention to those vows because there, he, his health 
same person, same scenario, his health fell off, then that was an adjustment. And so you, you had to vent and talk and, you know, they were strong. It was about love and, and they took their vows seriously. So thankfully, you know, that was just a little hump, but all of those things are great questions and learning tools. And even with her, she can advise some people, honey, I've gone through this. Let me help you because I I'm a firm believer that our tests are not just for us. We're so quiet and so prideful you have to let that stuff go and help somebody that's what it's for that all of that that struggle or that whatever is not just for you yeah I'm, I'm glad you learned but you have to help someone else because it could break them and if you share that and help them then they won't have to and, and, and you touch I'm sorry <laughs> no you're fine and you know um and that's another thing what what gets to me is that sometimes people will go to seek help from others. And it's like, why would you choose that individual to go to help to get justice? They have not even, not one successful relationship. That's right. That's the one you're going to go to to get yeah. advice from. But I will tell you something. My The person who has always given me that calm space in my marriage is single. The person that has always given me the best advice and it comes from a place of them loving me and knowing that I have something good. And so when I'm in one of those pout modes over something, whatever it is, they are very careful in guiding me. Mm -hmm. And I've actually told them, I think he's paid you because you working for him. I realize that. I love you, but you're working for him. But she always says exactly what I need to hear. And it's true. It's true what she presents to me. But she gives me that view. Um, going back to like the Max and BK, she's like, please sit down. You can go get you an apple pie tomorrow. If he brought you, a, eat that Max and BK, say thank you. I appreciate you, husband. Uh -huh. And then tomorrow, while you out running errands, you grab you a little McDonald's pie and call it a day. <laughs> I told today. him that next time you want a pie. So for me, right. you know, I want to pout for a minute. So yeah. I'm going to pout about this cake. I'm not going to eat it. I'm going to put it in the refrigerator Look. and I'm going to, you know, pout a little while. No, you got to do like, um, like I told Tina. I said, eat, eat the cake, cake. out of me. <laughs> that's what, yeah. that's what she cake. said. She's like, eat the cake out of me for real. <laughs> she's like, listen, you, you have a good, and she's that person, but she's single. Mm -hmm. So you can have a single person yeah. that yeah. can give you the best mm -hmm. guidance on marriage yes but like you said if it's a person that's giving you the guidance of girl i wouldn't put up with that up. Mm -hmm. and they've never been in a relationship that lasted longer than a year you hear that and you see that you need right. to hear that and see that Mm -hmm. And if they're giving you guidance on how you can, girl, you can do bad by yourself, honey. You need to walk yeah. away. You need to let that go. Right. You got to always look at, you know, the scenario right. of their life. Yeah. And I think that's important because, I mean, you know, I, I well, I'm the only single friend in my, in my little circle. Mm -hmm. And, but when, if anyone comes to me about their marriage, my, I'm never going to tell someone you need to, to get out. No, you, what you need to do is work on it because you mm -hmm. enter into this. You know who they are. Mm -hmm. You need to pick it up. Pick, come on, go look in the mirror, figure out who you are. And you have to remember, you know what? I'm not perfect. 
so constantly mm-hmm. you have to be like it's easy for us to to feel we know that we have flaws but we also know what we give so we have a tendency as people to constantly measure uh based on a cup that's very biased yeah because when we measure what we do mm-hmm. it tends to be uh lean toward the right and when we measure what another person is doing it leans to the left Mm -hmm. but um and it's hard to know that you know when you're looking in that window it's hard there's an area that you just don't see Mm -hmm. and when you think about that you have to always constantly just be like stacy was saying you have to give yourself a self-analysis in every scenario and what part that did i play in this Mm -hmm. What, where, why are we here? Have I voiced, you know, for a while, it was just kind of like, why isn't he understanding that this is what I want, but I haven't told him that's what I want. Mm-hmm. So like Stacy said, sometimes you can show people how to treat you. I, I used to go by that philosophy. You show people how you treat you by, you know, shutting it down when they come with you, come at you in a crazy way. Mm-hmm. But why give them the chance to come at you in a crazy way? Right. And see, I would always give them that press that that moment because I didn't want to t- I didn't want to prep you for it, but I just right. hope that you would never do it. But it helps when you can say, "Listen, these are my triggers," and that that comes from you having some self knowledge. Mm-hmm. I have triggers with whatever it is. So these things, I love to eat. I'm a foodie, so you got to feed me. You know, mm-hmm. we can do all them excursions and running around and this, that, and other. So that's a simple thing, but that's something that you need to to verbalize, or you're going to be walking around upset all the time because he was a person that could go all day long without eating. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there trying to be a loyal girlfriend and waiting for him to get hungry and just mm-hmm. hangry, hangry for no reason. But <laughs> you have to, you have to voice, you have to constantly voice what your expectations are and what's not working for you mm-hmm. i i, I want to shift gears for a little bit we got a, we got a little a little under um 20 minutes okay. we're right at 20 minutes so i okay. want to shift gears we're talking about marriage and we're talking about good marriages mm-hmm. we're talking about um uh, comfortable with strangers when we're talking what how do you guys um i want to hear your views i know what mine are and Stacy pretty much as she knows me. So what do you do when your girlfriend um, goes and they get in a relationship and it is with the totally, you know, that you know that this person is not for them. Um, you see all the red flags because you're on the outside and then they go ahead and get into this relationship. And now they are really becoming a stranger because they have not evolved to something better, but they are have evolved to a hermit. Let me hide behind this door. Let me not come around because you told me so. Um, so how do we stay committed to those type of people um, and still love them without expressing? I know I have to be careful with with me because I am like a mother hen to some of my friends. And it's like, I, and I'm talking to them like they're my children. And um, it was just recently brought to me that Brianna, you're not everybody's mother. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But sometimes you guys act like (laughs) that's the only time you, you hear me, but um, I don't mean no harm. It's coming out of a place of love, but um, how do you, how do you cultivate, still cultivate those healthy relationships and, you know, in love and then when do you know to separate Stacy? 
if I may, that's what I was about to say. I had a, a family member um, in that situation. But again, we go back to Stacy um, saying too much all the time and having to scale back. So it, I found the right place and they were talking and I said, well, honey, you know, I'm honest. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I love you. You know how the job always give you the positive first before they bring in the negative. So I'm just telling you that I love you. I only want the best for you. You deserve this and this. And, and I was very sincere. I said, but I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that person. And here's why. So this is what I want you to look at because this is what I've noticed. And because I know you this and this and this are your needs. Right. And I don't know if they can fulfill it. I don't know that person. But what I'm saying, I want you to be careful. I want you to be cautious because you deserve the very best. And I'm mm -hmm. you know, I'm ad living. It wasn't it's not verbatim, but it, that's the gist of it. Mm -hmm. um, I support you. And what I also noticed, the person was trying to isolate them and make them feel totally dependent upon them. You have to be careful yeah. of like that so as much as it was ticking me off and i didn't necessarily like being in his presence i'm not gonna let you do that i'm going to always i called more checked on him sent him texts wait a minute it's been a week it's been two weeks and anybody that knows me knows i am not good for returning calls and calling yes, and amen i wish we had <laughs> some special effects in this. but in this case i made it a point because i'm not gonna i saw what was they were trying to do and so I had to step up my game because, no, they're not going to be able to do that. And they were angry whenever when we were together. You know, I'm with say, why? What do you mean? This is my family. What do you mean? Why? That's a, to me, that's a dangerous person. Right. So after the call, I wouldn't say anything. I'm respectful. I'm going to stay in my place. But I said, you see what I'm saying, honey? You have to watch that. I said, because that's not good to try to keep you isolated. I'm not going to tell you, leave this person, leave that. Don't do this. I, that's not my place. Mm -hmm. I said, I talk negatively about them. I told you what I felt, but you have your own viewpoint. You see a different person, but you know, they, they don't, I said, and every time it's an issue whenever we're together, that's not normal. I'm not out here. And what I'm going to tell you about Jesus, I'm not trying to <laughs> introduce you to, that's the only fella I want to make sure, you know, so what is the mm -hmm. issue? I could see if I had you partying or whatever, if I was that type of person. So you just have to uh, pick your battles, know when to talk to them. For me, it, it's in my heart. It's an obligation, especially, you know, and I hate to keep bringing Christianity into it, but I have an obligation to say, baby, this be careful. Mm -hmm. You know, your heart is so precious. And so I had an obligation to say that. And because I knew her, I knew that she could take it and she would take it with the love in which it was meant. Yeah. So and it's knowing who you're dealing with mm -hmm. and knowing when and how to deliver it. That's right. So mm -hmm. that's for me. Yeah. To add on to that, I say you have to take off that counseling hat. For the two of us that are counselors and Stacy married to a counselor, I'm sure you've picked up some of those attendance skills. We have the, uh, I don't, I, it's a positive and a negative, two-edged sword, where we are always analyzing and we are always oh gosh wanting to share some type of input and we actually with our spouses we we do it with our friends we do it with strangers we do it and it's hilarious because you will find and I'm, I'm sure Brianna has this experience 
when you are given this gift from God, because I try to count them all as gifts, when you're given this gift from God, you can be out at a restaurant, you can be at a doctor's office, you can be anywhere. And the person next to you will tell you their life story. Yes. They'll tell you about the divorce they're going through. Mm -hmm. the and they don't even know your credentials. But you're doing something mm -hmm. in your attendance skills, in your care, they feel your heart, whatever it is, where they will sit there and tell you all of their private business. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I'm, I, I need to bill you. I really do. But I'm, right. I'm, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, go ahead. <laughs> but um, we have to turn it off. Because there are times with our spouses, like when you tell your husband, babe, mm -mm, I'm not your client. Right. We have to turn it off with our spouses sometimes. We have to turn it off with our friends all of the time. They use it when they want to because they call us and lay it all on us when they want to. Mm -hmm. But then when we want to offer it freely, they're not always accepting to it. So you have to turn that off. Um, so the big thing is taking off the counseling hat. But be honest if asked. If asked for your opinion, give it. If not asked for your opinion, don't give it. <laughs> That's something I have to work on because oftentimes I want you to ask me so bad. I try to trick you into asking me, but if I can't do it, I cannot offer this. I've had people and um, I am very, very supportive of every every community. But I had a client to come in one day and he was dressed up in full, you know, women's business suit, you know, hat going to meeting heels. And, and he was talking to me about a whole nother issue. And I could not address the elephant in the room because that was not what he came to talk to me about. And so that's that's kind of with what you're going to have to do with this friend. You see what really needs to be discussed, but you have to stay connected with this friend by allowing them to talk about whatever they want to talk about. They may call you and talk about how, what was that recipe that you made that time? And you want to say, baby, run uh, that relationship. I want to talk about this, but no, whatever it is they want to talk about, that's your end. And you stay connected to them on their terms and one day they will give you a flag. And when they do, you can run in and save the day. But mm -hmm. the way you, you burn a bridge is trying to give that free counseling that they don't, they're not ready for. They know. People mm -hmm. see everything that you see. They see it. Mm -hmm. But they don't want to acknowledge okay. it. Okay. So they get angry with you because you are trying to force them to acknowledge something that they do not want to acknowledge. They see it. You think you're telling them something, but she sees it's a bad, you people know when they're in a bad relationship. That's good. They know when they are in a dangerous relationship. They know when they're in an unhealthy relationship, but they don't want to let it go. And it's sad because a lot of people feel it's better to be in a unhappy relationship than to be alone, but that is so wrong. Yeah. You want peace. If you are alone and in peace, right? that is so much better than wondering where is he? Is he coming home tonight? When he gets here, is he going to knock me upside my head? What mm -hmm. you, you want peace. Mm -hmm. And peace is so much better than chaos, right. even if it's lonely. So you don't want to, to tell her anything that she already knows and doesn't want to hear. 
You just want to keep the avenue open so that when she's ready, she'll know you'll, you'll be the number she calls. And I, I think that's a good, um, because I'm in a season, I can, I'm in a season now where I'm, I'm a stranger to myself. Mm -hmm. I'm having to rediscover who I am and mm -hmm. what capacity God wants to use me in. Um, mm -hmm. And learning how to, um, you know, I always say, first, uh, I think it's First Thessalonians tells you to study how to shut up. And Ooh. so I'm in that season again of learning how to just shut my mouth. Even when the, sometimes they will ask you for something and it's like, mm -mm, I ain't that, got, I don't know. That's right. I don't know. Because it's better to cultivate the bonds of peace versus saying something that you know they don't really sometimes people are in moves where they want you to say something so they can argue that's right if you tell me else. two plus two equals five right now i'm like okay baby you yeah. carried the one it's okay okay yeah. yeah okay and so i'm in that season where i'm learning mm -hmm. you know i'm learning it's hard it's a hard it's a hard lesson to learn because you want to be you want to show up to be your best self and what you might what might have been your best self in the last season is not going to be your best self in this season Amen. of your life because God is trying to do something different. It's mm. that different look like. Mm. And sometimes the unknown is more scarier than anything else because you might be entering into a season where everything is just going to change. Oh, wow. Including relationships, you know. Um, so learning learning or knowing and being able like you said earlier to self-identify what season you're in mm. and knowing that this is not the season that um susie even though she's getting her teeth knocked in you know she ain't got no hair you know every other week that man putting her out the dust. um this is not the season for you to come in with your big mouth <laughs> Are showing up at the door wanting to come and save the day. It's not that mm -hmm. season for you because you are going in there to do something and it can it could um bring consequences that you're not ready for. That's right. That's true. And, and that's scary. That's yeah. a that's a scary place to be to see somebody going down mm -hmm. uh, the streets of destruction. Mm -hmm. And you're just wanting to love them to a place of come on, you know, I give you the money in my account. Right. You would leave because I don't like to see you there. And it's nothing I can do to make it better. Yeah. You got to see it like you see your kids. When you see your kids making bad choices, you have already told them everything that you could tell them. So there's nothing new you can tell them. Right. So all you can do is upset them and tell them that they're doing wrong when they already know they're doing wrong. Belittle them. Um, there's nothing you can do positive for them right now. Mm -hmm. It's all God's got to do it. Right. All you can do is be the soft place to fall mm -hmm. when they come to their senses. Mm -hmm. And so if you have to do that with the people who you love the most, your children, mm -hmm. then you definitely have to do with everybody else. Yeah. You have to allow them to bang their head against the wall. And it's, I mean, your, your child doing it, <clears throat> that has to be like, 
you know, to the yeah. 10th power. But you have to let them do it because that free will is a joker. That yeah. free will messes people up every day. But if God entrusted us with it, who are we as parents to take it? Right. So all we can do is just put in all that we, you've already, as, as your friend, she's seen you and she knows what, if, if she's interacted with you to any degree, she knows that this is a bad place mm -hmm. because she knows that y'all don't go for that. Mm -hmm. So if she's gotten to, into a situation where she's going for that, she knows that you are not going for that. She knows that you are looking at this with a, a eye that judgmental eye. Mm -hmm. And so she's probably going to hide from you because she doesn't want you to see any more than you have to. Mm -hmm. But you have to keep that door open so that she knows that you're her safe place to fall once she gets through this. And if you have, like I said, if you if you process that, I have to do this with my children. I can't even make them do nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then I definitely can't make no grown folk out here. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And as you were talking, and I don't mean to over talk to you, but uh, mm -hmm. sometimes that's how the Holy Spirit deals with me. So I was listening yes. to it's not me personally. I wanted to throw that out there because I feel like a lot of times friendships, girlfriends especially, uh, relationships are broken and um, dissolved because of things like that. But we mm -hmm. have to remember what, what what kept jumping in my spirit is what you said is that we always still have to provide that place of love when you're ready. That's right. Um, I can I remember my mother. My mother was really good with this. She was really good with this. You know, she might come and remind me and say, Brie, you don't argue. Mm -hmm. Or remember, you're not an art. You, that's not you. Uh, or she might say, you know, it takes, it, uh, um, don't argue with a fool. Cause that's right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, so she would tell me things like that. And I was still being who I was, go off and do what I wanted to do and make these big old mistakes. But my mama was the type of person that, uh come on in i'm gonna fry this chicken that's right you know make this mac and cheese mm -hmm. and come on in and we're not even going to talk about what you just came out of mm -hmm. we're going to talk about which what do you want to do mm -hmm. where are we going now what are we, we doing now? take me to the group oh she had to go to the grocery store every day you know yeah. um so we're going to just move on we're not even going to dwell on what you just came out of she was really mm -hmm. good with that mm -hmm. and um and that's what we have to be god is good like that Yes, God, when we come out of something and we're like, Lord, forgive me, He is not bringing that stuff back up to us. He doesn't, you know, and He is like the prodigal son. Prodigal son wanted to do what He wanted to do, went out, made a made the biggest mistake of His life, probably. But what happened? His yeah. father heard him afar off. That's right. You know, we got to be that friend that can hear our friend afar off. Oh, afar Wait, off, and 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 provide that place. Let me say, um what you've said is so profound and, and not to be funny, but I have benefited so much with those chicken dinners and macaroni from Brianna's mistakes. <laughs> and I, that is who mama was. And I really love it. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous of, of all of, of, of her running the mama. And that is what she would do. That was our comfort. She would just meet you where you were mm -hmm. like, and there was no rehash. I told you so. None of that because there was no need. 
there was no need. And I've had to grow to that place. You know, Brianna can tell you, I was the most, I was super passionate, overbearing, takeover friend, because you weren't going to do my friend like that. You know, and I was that person. And then, you know, <laughs> It, it has it it did it it burned some bridges. The the woman would get mad with me, and then they're right. back, they're back kiki kin, and now the guys looking at me. I have an enemy for life, and y'all kiki kin, and I gotta watch my back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I've learned, even though I still say what I say, it, it goes back to timing, or if you, I'm asked, like Angela mentioned, that's a key, uh, and oftentimes I am. I have, but it's it, I'm waiting like please like you were saying i want to say something like come on come on come on you know and i might bring it what you say he, he oh no that's not what you okay mm -hmm. you know waiting because i want you i'm anticipating yeah. please that be the topic but i had to learn in a lot of it some friendships didn't come back and i've even had people who did ask my opinion and when i gave it even in love they turned on me because like angela said they already knew they knew who they that person was and what they were getting into and when that person and I told them, I said at the end when they came back and they were like, well, this happened and this happened. And I'm not a I told you so person. And I said, well, honey, I'm here. I'm sorry that happened. I said, we have a tendency because I didn't do that. You, you, you. I said, we have a tendency to, uh, you know, see a person or we we want them to be something else, but they can only be who they are. Mm. she told him exactly what I said in hopes that he would do something different. But again, he could only be who he is or who That's he right. was. Um, he may be somebody new now because that was years ago. But you, you can tell them all you want. They still can only be who they are. And she told him that in hopes that I was wrong. But I wasn't. And so I didn't say, and I told you so. I was cushiony and loving, but I, it was from being burned in the past. Mm -hmm. So I could only be, like you said, that safe place, that warm place, that soft place when she did come back. Because it, it, at the end of the day, even in friendships, it's not about a who's right, it's a who's wrong. It's to getting the right results at the end. So I had to show her love because that's what she needed. She didn't need to be bashed. Mm -hmm. so all of it, it, it comes into play. And Brianna, if this helps you, any, you have turned into your mom, honey. You are a safe, loving um, place oh. where trust you with my vulnerability i can trust you with my tears i can trust you uh because you. i know that you value friendship you value who god says you are so i know you and even when we get angry i know i you get angry with me this old smart tail man <laughs> you know but and you know now you she's even she can come back with it now she's snappish too and we just laugh you know yeah. because we're in such a good place in our lives and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. So you have become your mom, honey, but elevated. I hope she's not listening. Don't listen, brother. <laughs> you have elevation, right? <laughs> that is funny. You know, um, I think this is so good because it's so needed, um, especially within our community as black women. <laughs> Black women, we have been the most disregarded, the most rejected. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about the lady who just became um, judge in the Supreme Court and some of the questions that they were asking her. And I'm like, you know, I don't, it's, it's almost as like we're always having to prove ourselves. 
That's right. And so when we get into relationships as girlfriends, you know, we suppose our bonds should be so tight. But sometimes we get in a position where we're constantly having to prove who we are to mm-hmm. one another. And I, I, I'm really in a season where uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, if you if you know me, then you know me. If, right. you, if you if you don't and you're bent on not knowing me, I don't have time to waste because tomorrow is not promised. Mm-hmm. So many people are dying and they're dying unhappy. Mm-hmm. I purpose in my heart, I'm going to die happy with people who love me for me. Now, don't, you know, we don't, we're not going to negate. Everybody's just not going to like you, but it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means that, you know, you're just not everybody's cup of tea. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea and it's fine. Um, but I, I just think that these conversations are much needed within our community. Um, I think that we can heal um, through some of our, well, through all of our stories. Yes, um, and we sit down and we can talk and, and really get to know what motivates us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when hearing someone else's story and you have, I always say, uh, you've been there, you've done that, you got the shirt, you wrote the book and you're wearing the hat. You know, you can help somebody else heal because you can tell them, baby, that's really not you. That's that's to hurt you. And there's so much more to you if you begin to unpack and peel back the layers of all the hurt and all. And and, and when we can look at each other and say, I see you, I see what you and acknowledge right. a person's pain, a person's hurt. So many times we disregard a person and say, you should have gotten over it by now. But how can you get over it if you never had nobody to walk beside you and be present? I'm a chaplain. And so I learned that the ministry of presence means more to a person than the ministry of talking. Mm. If somebody can sit with me in the messiness and the hurtful, broken and the muddy and and the cloudy places of my life, that means more to me. And then when I get up and, and begin to wash off and they can still see me in the light of who God's called me, that means the most to right. me. You don't have to do nothing else. You got to, we gonna, we going to ride this thing out to eternity, you know, and if the Lord take me first, I'm going to ask him, can I be your angel? Ah. You know, watch over you because that means so much. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand how rare those relationships are right. and because they're so rare um people don't know what to do with them when they get them so what they do is self-sabotage it because mm-hmm. it's just so un- it's just so uncommon it, that's really normal but because they're so used to dysfunction dysfunction feels better jesus and so when you have somebody who has grown to that level of maturity and they understand what it is to be that to other people. It's hard to find other women who will come alongside you and want to grow to get to that. Um, no matter how much you look at them and tell them, baby, you're in bondage. You're not free. You're not free. That's bondage because your mind has um, you have you have restraints on your mind. You can only go but so far. You know, uh, yeah, you might be enjoying the, the the stuff, but you're not enjoying life. 
because mm-hmm. God said, I sent my son to that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And abundant living is based upon the freedom to be who you are. Mm-hmm. The authentic you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is so good. And I know that, you know, I, again, I try to stay conscious of your time, but, you know, one thing, it, all of that, I think it takes us back to you know, learning who we are. You said something earlier, um, Pastor Brianna, about we look for people to complete us, whether it's a friend, a man, we have to be complete already. They are an addition. And I saw a, a snippet of a, a conversation. It was a gentleman in a barbershop. And I can't remember, it was some time ago, but it stuck with me. He was saying that you have to already know who you are. You have to be a complete person in tune to what your needs are, who you are. He said, that is why so many people lose their mind when they divorce or kill the person, kill themselves. He said, because they didn't know who they were and they felt like who they were was entangled within that person, Mm -hmm. that that person is what made them and broke them. And he was you know, you, you can't put all of you in a person. They're an addition. That's an mm-hmm. opinion mm-hmm. to, to you. That's your arm. That's your leg. It's not your whole being. That's right. But you have to know who you are, whether that's a friendship, because some people, you have these fatal fr- friendships. Yeah, fatal attraction friendships. They've made movies because these things have happened. Most movies come from, you know, of something not really out there, but, you know, come from real mm-hmm. life. They make the best stories. Well, they got <laughs> true crime, and that's what they are, <laughs> fatal friendships. I that's kill right. my best friend. That's right. right. How in the world you kill your best friend? Because you don't got obsessed with them, and they they are now now no longer what you needed them. And let me, y'all, this is the after show. Okay, so we got time. So. I'll be when y'all say y'all ready. I'm ready. But let me. Um, the thing about it is, what sometimes with people is that people like you in your state of um, um, un- unhealthy. People mm-hmm. prefer you to still be sick. People prefer you to be broken. Mm-hmm. It's when you get healed that you define who your real friends are. Mm-hmm. I have had people in my life that prefer for me to be broken. Mm-hmm. And they threw it up in my face every single day. They wow. threw up in my face the, the season that they met me in. Wow. And when I got out of that season and I got healed and God began to clean me up, they couldn't stand me no more. So wow. they had to do everything they could to try to bring me back down because they were comfortable with my low self-esteem. They were comfortable with me being broke, busted, and disgusted. They were comfortable as long as I walked around with my head held down and did not know who I was. They were comfortable with me being like that. And so because of that, when I became and got back to my rightful place in God and knew who I was, uh, they could not stand. They became, then they became an, an enemy. Even though they would try to cover it up and mask it, they were my ladies this is good i'm telling you we've we've got about two three other different shows in this one yes the link the other day it was a gentleman and i tried to find this guy's name that's just how good he was he was saying what you were saying uh brandon pastor brandon he said you know but he was relating it to marriage he said people talk about soulmates and soulmates and destiny he said 
okay, he said, okay, a soulmate, but what if both your souls were lost or broken? What if what you had common yes. the fact that you both were mistreated? So your common denominator was the mistreatment. And so what happens in this marriage, you're now married and you have gotten healed and delivered because I'm two mm -hmm. different things. You've gotten Ooh. healed and delivered, but this person is still hurt and broken. Now you got two different people. What are we saying? Strangers. Mm -hmm. Then what? So, oh my God, that's a whole different topic. That man, he I'm telling you, I even screenshotted his face, tried to search Google because I wanted to hear what else he had to say because someone sent me just a snippet. Mm -hmm. You know, like you were saying, that you may have one common fact. Oh, this is it. This person is perfect. Or what if it was, you know, the we could take it to any factor, the money factor. We're both doing mm -hmm. well. We're successful. Mm -hmm. We're both executives. Then something happens. Yeah. And then you're looking at them differently. Like they're a failure or whatever. That's why that thing, it's a hard thing. You got to go deeper than the surface. You mm -hmm. know, like telling folks looks change. Your money may change. You may not have the long head what what is you have to go deeper than surface that's right you know it, it's so just, that's a topic all by itself every so often there are so many people who would who chooses a mate based on the surface yes. and right. then it's like the surface is it, it looks good to them it's appealing to them the sex might even be good but that personality that person is yeah. a whole monster <laughs> that's right a whole That's monster. Right. That's right. But because you like a big butt, because yeah. you like a small you know waist, because That's they right. look good on your show, on your arm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're going home to hell. Yes. Yeah. Just because it looked good. That's yeah. right. And I compared it to, I was talking to somebody and I compared it to, I, I love cars, but I used to be a person who looked at the, oh, this car got all these buttons, boom, 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 and then get home car, get it in the driveway, doggone car, got to jump it off. That's right. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty though. The hood won't no good. It's pretty though. Right. It's pretty. <laughs> you know, when I get it to crank up, it's like, you get your, when I get my spouse to act right. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I'm like, you're supposed to be with this person till the end of time. So how do you go back? Oh, Lord, Jesus. how do you go back now? And you don't told everybody the yeah. Lord said. Mm -hmm. The yeah. Lord, or either the Lord, you saying he lying. <laughs> the Lord looking like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, wait a minute. Because if the Lord said he gave you the capacity to be able to stay and minister and do whatever it is you need, but when you ain't got no grace in something, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Whatever and like the Lord gives us to do, it's the grace that comes from that's with right. Like you were saying earlier, another big part of, of this staying together thing, you have to relearn each other constantly because mm -hmm. you do evolve. Yep. He changes, you change. He has to get to know the new you as you change. You might change at year seven. He might change at year nine. You're constantly going through a period of just kind of getting to know each other again. Because if you're still treating him the way that you treated him day one, and I'm not talking about just the good things that you were doing, catering mm -hmm. and, and presenting your uh, representative. But if you are not, if you're not nurturing the new person he's evolved into, you're going to lose him. Yeah. 
and he's going to lose you right because you're not the same people anymore so if you're still feeding me baby food and i'm wanting ribs it's not gonna work out because something's gotta you know give here and that's that's the what a lot of people when they get married they know what was a big deal what was what your needs were then they know what your interests were then they know what your everything was but people forget that when you come into a marriage and this is everybody when you go into a marriage you go in with the best representation of who your mate is mm -hmm. you haven't usually been through all those seasons like uh stacy was saying earlier you haven't seen them really angry you've seen them kind of angry but they controlled it because they didn't have you yet mm -hmm. you controlled it as the woman because you didn't have him yet Mm -hmm. So you will, you know, you, you, you can turn over chairs, but he, you didn't do it because you didn't want to come off crazy. Right. So now six years into the marriage, you're turning over tables, get the chairs. So he's <laughs> looking at you like who, but he has to get to know that this is really, he's not getting to know the new evolved you. He's getting to know the real you, the real you. Mm -hmm. This is who was there in the beginning, but we all go into this because we're on a mission to get down the aisle. So. Um, you're going to hide a lot of stuff. I've had people get married and find out after marriage so much. I did not know she had $150,000 in student loans. I did not know he was paying five years of alimony to mm -hmm. a woman that is long gone. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that, you know, they, you, you think, you know, if you know the children, you know, the baby mamas, you know, the counts, you know, he got four, four children by three different mamas. Okay. I got mm -hmm. that. But you don't know the dynamics of all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And that other stuff can tear up a relationship. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I, and I tell people all of the time, I tell single women, and I've told them that even when I was single, you, you might meet your husband at 25, but mm -hmm. God doesn't want you to marry him because he won't be ready. He won't be finished baking until around 50. Mm -hmm. So if you marry him at 26, you're going to go through a lot of mess from mm -hmm. 26 to 49 that you didn't even suppose you weren't even supposed to go through that. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't ready until 50. But you forced it and rushed it because mm -hmm. you said you were ready for him right then. And God did everything in his power to protect you. But if you keep pushing it, that free will will get you married. It will. Mm -hmm. It will sometimes get you married. It'll mm -hmm. get you a lot of stuff that you don't need. And if you mess around and get your blessing before at 50, he might become everything that you need. But because you have 23 years of damage mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you got him early. Now you're so jacked up that you can't even see your blessing. So everything is about being in line with God and knowing the timing is everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The individual is everything has to go. It's all hand in hand. Mm -hmm. The timing has to be right. The person has to be right. If you get the person too early, it can be the right person. If you get the person too early, you'll still have an issue. Yeah. If you get them too late, it can be an issue. Mm -hmm. So you have to be like on God's schedule and kind of lined up with him. I was listening to um, Cookie, Married to Magic. Mm hmm and she was talking about uh, with Oprah how she 
they went through all of these things. He broke up the, you know, right before they got married, he called off the wedding. She had sent out invitations and then this happened and then that happened and this happened. And, and I don't know for a fact, but it sounds to me that God kept trying to warn her and trying to protect her, mm -hmm. but she wanted it so bad that she got it. Mm -hmm. And so then she went through she went through all of these things that she's gone through, and I'm sure we know about one tenth of it. Mm -hmm. um, but she, but what we know is significant. Mm -hmm. But she went through all of that because she determined in her mind that she wanted this, and God will let us sometimes get what we want, even though it's not good for us, if He keeps trying to protect us from it and we keep pushing for it. Mm -hmm. So the big thing is. Because we realize that we are in a world of strangers, we need God to be our person to really, really tell us, lead us on who our French friends are. Mm -hmm. I'm at a point now where I'm like, God, I want you to send me everything. I want you to send me the business partners. I want you to send me the business connections. I want you to send me the friends. I want you to send me the everything. Mm -hmm. Because I know that if I go out there and select them, I'm going to select them based on my criteria. Mm -hmm. But my criteria are, may or may not even be what I need. Right. You know, I might think I want somebody that's just like me. But mm -hmm. two me's in a room, that could be a bit much. So, <laughs> so we sometimes need God, not sometimes, we always need God to lead us. Mm -hmm. and and bond us and and i'm always praying god protect me from things that i think i want mm -hmm. that i don't need because mm -hmm. i have always prayed god if it's not for me then fine mm -hmm. and that way when i was never disappointed because if i didn't get it i just determined that that was something that was not for me and god's protecting me mm -hmm. and if you go into this world of strangers asking God to lead you on what register to go to, what teller to go to, which line should I get in? If you really become so, um, so just enveloped in his guidance, it will change everything mm -hmm. because he will tell you, no, this isn't a good time to go there. No, this isn't a good time to talk <laughs> right. about that. No, this isn't a good time to bring that up with her. Mm -hmm. No, this isn't a good time to discuss this with him. He will lead you on all of that. But we usually kind of go from our own mind. And some oftentimes he'll tell us, nope, don't do that right now. Yeah. But we gotta we gotta get it out because it's in there and I'm gonna yeah. say it. I'm gonna say it. And we I I have literally found myself at times just like talking out loud to the Lord. No, Lord, listen. Right. She didn't go talk to me no any kind of way. Cause you know, <laughs> right. But he's like, nope, you leave it alone. I'll handle it. You That's leave right. it alone. And when I leave it alone, that person comes back to me mm -hmm. and says, you know what? When I talked to you earlier, I could have come off wrong. And I thought about that thing that I really didn't approach you the right way. You don't have to address everything. And something else, Brianna and Stacy, both of you said. I've always said, if you ask me for my opinion, I'll give it. But sometimes you don't even need to give it when you're asked. If they know and you know they know, you don't need to sit there and tell him, girl, don't let him hit you. You need to get out of that relationship. He, Every time I see you, you have a new bruise. I don't need to tell you that. Mm 
You know that. Mm-hmm. So even when you come to me and say, what do you think? Mm-mm. Like you said, Brianna said, uh-uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't have no opinions. Um, that's really where you need to go sometimes because mm-hmm. they don't really want to hear your opinion because they already know it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. They just want to hear you say it because they're hearing you say it anyway when you look at them. They want and, you to say it out loud. Yeah, they want to so- know that you're judging. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people want to um what people would do is take your good yes. and trample it. Like there the Bible says, don't cast your pearls among swine. No. Some people are not in a place, even though they say they are they are, they're mm-hmm. really not in a place. And what they would do is come back and throw that thing up in your face. That's right. Or they go and tell other people. I hear a lot sometimes people say, you know, oh, they don't want nothing good to happen to me anyway. They rain against them. And it's like, no, it's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. It's nothing like that because I don't Mm -hmm. gain anything from that. Exactly. When you're happy, happy, I gain a lot because I get a happy friend. But when you're not happy, I don't don't gain to see you in tears or to see people do you wrong. I don't gain anything from that. Right. My love for you just goes into a mode of protection and wanting to warn you so that you don't have to go down this path and then have to come back because i love you right right it's all out of love you know we know when people don't mean no don't have good interests and we know when people are just trying to be controlling and trying to tell us but then there's those that we really know because they're simply trying to say you're going to get hurt that's right these people mean you no good because they bring nothing good to the table. Every time you show up to the table or you going somewhere and it's supposed to be showing, you brought the table, the chairs, the food, the napkins. You don't brought everything to this table and they brought nothing but nothing. handbags to go boxes, shawls and other folk with them. So they there can eat off your table. There you so go. I, and I love you enough to tell you, baby, that you, you, you don't have to do that. You right. can actually tell these folk goodbye. Yeah. You know, you might have an assignment with them. Do your assignment, but don't. But it's you. so hard. It's so hard. It is. Because I've been that. I have mm-hmm. had friends, you know, Stacy um, and other. I mean, I've had have put myself in situations because I am, like you said earlier, loyal. And so because I'm loyal, if I have it, I want to see you have it too. Um if I if I'm going somewhere, I want to see you going too. Uh, That's right. Um, and so uh, I I won't I, I just be wanting the best for people. And exactly. I find myself in situations where it's like I've gotten burnt. Oh yeah. Big Damn, time. Like let me go crawl up in my bed. Let me close my curtains. Yeah. You know, close my door. I don't want to be bothered, kids. That's I right. just want to curl up in my bed because I put my plate myself. In a, in a position to be hard. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when you have a real friend, you want you want people blessed just like you're blessed so that you can say, hey girl, check out my new car. You you can't say check out my new car to a friend that doesn't have a car. It's, you can, but it feels uncomfortable. So you want everybody to be blessed. So you can share your blessings. They can share their blessings. Y'all can celebrate together. 
you know, you have a man, I have a man like Oprah, you get a car, you get a car. We <laughs> want everybody to be, you know, able to come together. We can take trips together, you know, you, but people say, like you said, it's so much, so many people expecting you not to want good for them or somehow feeling like your good is taken away from them. It's, it's a sick situation and, and, and African-American women struggle with it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's always a, a spirit of competition and it's not a competition because I want all of us to win. Right. And we ain't traveling the same lane. So what no. kind of competition are we in? I think that a lot of that is passed down. A lot mm-hmm. of it is inherited from our family members and some of it is how we were treated or what we grew up around, mm-hmm. you know, that our people, we saw and what we watched and we listened to them. Cause again, you can indirectly teach someone, uh, you know, on how to behave or how to conduct themselves or how to treat you, mm-hmm. all of those things. So a lot of that, it could be poor self-esteem is so much that happens that formulates who we become as adults. So mm-hmm. yeah, it is a big issue with, with women, uh, I think specifically guys have their own thing too. They can be messy and when they are, they worse than women. Worse than but women. That's a whole other- more fires and hide their hands. I don't know what happened. That's a whole different topic. But it goes back to I think the core of it is maturity, but spiritual maturity, you know, and because the person has to be on a certain level for them to be able to receive what you're saying, even if it's hurt, the truth hurts a lot of times. And, and even if we listen to God and we, we tell them at the right time, again, if they're open to receive, it's still going to hurt. They still may not necessarily receive it at that moment. You have to be prepared, but you've done your job. You've done, you've listened to God. You told him what he said and when he said to say it, it's up to them. And whether they receive it or not, you have to be okay with that because everybody's not going to receive what you said. And Brianna, as a pastor, you can, you can, should be able definitely to relate to that, honey. I'm just telling you, I can feel in your spirit. You ain't receiving it and it's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I can't clean. Mm-hmm. My hands are clean. There ain't right. no blood on them. I say, <laughs> I, I say, I delivered what I had to, and along with that spiritual, you know, maturity. When Angela was saying that she asked Lord, she prays for everything. Lord, let me pick out the right soap so I don't break out. Let me exactly. Pick but a lot of that comes to you have to when you're totally submitted. It comes back to total submission for you to even be humble enough to say, not my will, but yours. And and it, and to get humble, you have to go through some stuff. It doesn't just come. So, you know, some of that brokenness, some of that heartache, some of that stuff that your girlfriend is going through, she's still being formed, even though she's being broken. She's broken so that she can be formed. So some of that stuff has to happen, which is why God tells us to hush, you know, and because let her come to him. Sometimes he's telling us when Angela's saying, be quiet, don't say anything. Because if she feels she can't talk to anybody, she's going to get it out. And That's maybe right. she will go to him because, and yeah, he could use you. You're a willing vessel, but no, no, no. I need her to drop down. I need right. her to speak to me directly. So mm-hmm. all of that comes into being in tune and listening and being willing that we don't have to be heard. We want the most high. We want the right thing to be said right. and to deliver because it comes back to the nature that Brianna was saying, I want the best for you. Mm-hmm. But the enemy will use these people. I, I've told somebody he will use who's nearest and dearest. He will even use us against us. Girl, oh, yeah. 
She doesn't mean that. She's jealous. She's single. Oh, yeah. That's why she doesn't want you to have a man. She's single. That's right. It's and, you know, true. It's so it's you just have to know because you know somebody said that to me at the wrong time when I wasn't where I am now with the Lord. I said, "Well, baby, what I'm jealous for? I'd rather be by myself because the one you got cheating. What I'm jealous of? Exactly. <laughs> I'm but, good. I, was, I wasn't delivered. He was still working on me. That thing would just shoot right on that. What jealous? What? <laughs> you you don't even have a man. What I'm jealous. So, you know, it, 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 but you have to get there because some people, they just may not receive it and you have the best intention. So you have to be prepared for that also, oh, yeah. even when you are doing what God says and it's okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, ladies, I really enjoyed this. I would keep y'all probably on here to 10 o'clock if I could. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. I hope that we can do this again. Uh, maybe we can get together and do this again next week. Um, one of the other ladies that were, was going to join us, I had received a message from her. So hopefully she can join us again next week. And, um, and I really enjoyed this. I, um, and I think this, like I said, again, it, it's much needed. Uh, if we could show um, the world that we are not what they say, we're not angry. We can get along. We right. can forgive. We can um, cultivate those bonds of peace that God has already left for us to have. So, so again, I thank you, um, Angela. I just love you. So we're gonna. I, I wanted. I want us to do something else too uh, on the teacup, but I can get with you with that. And, and uh, Stacy, you'll probably be joining us on that too. So. Get her to sing. Oh, don't worry. Oh, that's already <laughs> on my to do list. <laughs> On my to-do list, I said, Lord, you'd be having your rams in the bush for your little daughter over here. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, so um, again, I thank everybody that joined us. Um, thank you uh, for joining us. And I hope that you guys can join us again next week. So next week, we'll probably, but I, we're, we'll talk. We'll talk. And um, all right. So again, thank you for joining us for the Healing Place podcast. And um, if you would like to email us, you can um, Brianna276 at gmail.com with any questions, or you can just always go to Facebook and um, inbox us. Again, thank you. And we pray that you got something out of it. Amen. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>